0: Hello and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today we will be talking about the three films of James Dean, who needs no introduction really, but he's known for starring in three very influential films of the 50s. And he died at the age of 24 from a car accident. And it has basically just become an international symbol for yes. teens. And he's influenced a lot of actors that we know and love today. Yeah. But maybe we could just start off by sharing like how we were introduced and just like our general thoughts.
1: Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is pretty okay. hard though, because I feel like you're born knowing Jane Steen. Uh-huh. But he said that I couldn't pinpoint a moment where I first like learnt about him. It'd be easier to say I actually the first film I watched was Rebel, and that was only last year for the Natalie Wood episodes. It took me a long time to watch his films, but I've always known about him. I think it's just because he, like you said, he's so prevalent in like fifties pop culture. Even to be known today for that is brilliant, and for teens in every single decade since the fifties to identify with him, I think that's really helped like people still know him so yeah for me it's just all the classic like the what comes to mind is like La La Land when they go to the Griffith Observatory and <laughs> I was like should I say this one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs <laughs> is style James Dean Daydream <laughs> beautiful beautiful <laughs> So obviously like that's how it's not how I know him like do <laughs> um but yeah, he's just so prevalent. I feel like you can't like you you can't miss him really. Kind of like the male Marilyn. There's posters of him everywhere. He's been synonymous with one thing. So yeah, I've just always known about him because he's just so prevalent in pop culture. Yeah, I'm so happy that we've I've got into him now properly. Oh, good. <laughs> but what about you, Audrey? What? How did you get into him? I
0: think it was a couple years ago. I was gonna get Turner Classic Movies, and. East of Eden was the first thing I watched on there. And so I guess he got me into old films. So I owe him a lot for that. Yeah, yeah. I knew of him and then watching that film, I was like, everything I thought I knew about him was not true. Cause I always thought he was supposed to be like super cool. And I say this with love, but he's not that cool.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. A million times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've got so much to say. Sorry. It'll be yeah, but... <laughs> so, it will be about Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He is cool, but like, he's not what you'd think. He's it, not like it's... um mm,
0: Well, I don't think Marlon Brando's cool, but that sort or like Steve McQueen, that sort
2: of
1: Yes, cool. that'll be a yes.
0: I yes. think Steve is a more apt comparison. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> or even Paul Newman. Like very uh laid back and that devil may care attitude. Yeah, that's nothing like what James is like. So I was very surprised at first, but I grew to love that he was had a lot more layers than I thought he would. But it is kind of interesting to me, like how that image has morphed so much over time into this sort of icon that he has become versus what he really was. And I think Marilyn, like you said, is the only like comparable
1: person in that regard as well with like you said about how he's synonymous to like being cool but he's actually not stereotypically cool it's so fast it's so interesting I agree with that 100% I wonder if a lot of like people that do idolize him and look up to him in that way actually have seen his films and actually realized oh my god actually he's not what I thought he was like because he doesn't practice that sort of cool boy like cool guy exterior I do wonder because that's also like Marilyn when people have the pinups of her and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like "Hmm, you don't really know the real person Sounds like I'm gatekeeping. I'm not. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I think this cool guy handler he's got has actually kind of like done like a disservice to him. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating to me that like people see him as this type of object, but he's actually not. Yeah, it is interesting. But like such a like, I just want such a ramble there, but like I just <laughs> love <laughs> it. No,
0: you're good. Martin Sheen in Badlands is what I think people think James Dean is like. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't think you've even seen that, have you? No. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I think we'll, we'll talk about it later, but like Buzz Gunderson in Rebel uh-huh. is probably the closest to what I thought James Dean would be like in his films. Yeah. Like a cool guy with like the collar up, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the greaser. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah.
0: He's not, James is not a greaser, really. Not at all. Yeah. So East of Eden was James' very first film, which is insane if you think about it, because you have director Elia Kazan, who was probably one of the biggest directors at that time anyway. I think On the Waterfront had just come out as well the year before. And then you've also got...
1: Well, Gentleman's Agreement would have been out before as well. Oh, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, that was
0: yeah. 47. That got how it's, many, nomina- so many
1: nominations? So many nominations. Yeah. Well, yeah. He didn't do Streetcar, did he? Oh, he did. Th- oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so street- well, would that have been before?
0: Yeah, I think that was...
1: Oh, shoot, oh, when was, was, was that?
0: Like, 52? It- yeah, something like that.
1: Also, pretty good on the CV of his films. True. Like-
0: yeah, that was 1951. Okay. So... But yeah, that's true. So he's got some of the most iconic films up till then. This film was set in 1917. It starts right before the U.S. enters World War I. It's about these two brothers based on the story in the Bible of Cain and Abel. James plays Cal, and his brother is played by Richard Davalos, who is like the Abel character their father is played by raymond massey who i think at this point was like most known for playing abraham lincoln oh my god (laughs) amazing and he plays their father who definitely prefers aaron cal's older brother and he makes it very clear throughout the film cal has found out that their mother that he thought was dead is actually alive and he wants to get to know her better and she is played by joe van fleet who won an oscar for her performance and then there's like this love triangle between cal and aaron and Abra, played by julie harris and it's this tale of good and evil and it's based on giant that's not john steinbeck's novel but it's only about the last hundred pages or so of the novel this is a very multifaceted story with so many different themes going on and it's definitely like that classic father son story that I can definitely see like why Jimmy was drawn to do the movie because he had a very complicated relationship with his father and I think that's one of the stronger points of the film is this relationship. But then there's also things between the brothers. And then there's a little bit of war commentary as well because there's a German man in the town and everybody in the town hates him because they associate him with the Germans fighting in the war. Oh, and then I completely forgot, sorry, the main plot point, which is that Adam Trask is a farmer and he wants to freeze lettuce to transport it, which like, why did you ever think that was going to work? I don't know. Yeah. When it but... got to the
1: farm business, I, was, I dipped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he loses all of the lettuce because ice melts. And Cal comes up with this idea to grow beans because I guess the business booms during the war. And there's a whole conflict about that. But yes, Lots of bean discussions in this film. So
1: much beans. First of all, <laughs> his job is just beans. So <laughs> had to get that in. Take a shot every time Tal comes up beans. and talks about beans. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's him. A I love beans. Bean. There. There's so much bean talk. That's all. Actually, I tell you what. That's the first thing. Actually, that's why I need to warn people. Like you are not prepared for how much how much James bean. Dean talks about beans.
0: James Bean.
1: <laughs> James. <laughs> Oh my
0: God, James Bean! James Bean. <laughs> this is a good one to start with, I think. If as far as if this is gonna be a debut film, because this sure. it shows so many different facets of uh, James's abilities as an actor, and really requires a lot of him, and I think he does carry the film quite well. Yes.
1: Um, yep. This film is incredible. incredible just amazing. It's just such a good film. It's gonna be really hard to like like put all my thoughts into like feel into words, but this was technically the last James Dean film I watched because I watched I did a rewatch of Rebel after, but so it so technically it was Rebel Giant and this. And then I think, oh my god, did I end on like the best film ever? <laughs> I actually felt bad for my rewatch of Rebel because I was like this film does not hold up to East of Eden standards. Because I all. Like, East was just so good. It's my favourite James Dean film. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. I went into it knowing nothing. I didn't know anything about it. I knew absolutely nothing about it. I was like, this is just so fascinating, this whole tale. The good and bad, oh my God. But it was just James Dean's performance in it. He is so good. You just, just watch him. When he's on frame, your eyes are drawn to him. Mm-hmm. He's excellent. And that's Cal. Oh my God, he's just brilliant even the opening and he's his body language is a bit you don't really know what's going on in the opening as well because he's mm-hmm. following this woman and you don't know who it is and it's a bit like and the music's a bit shifty it's a very interesting opening but his body language even not alone because he doesn't speak for a while he's, he's like hunched over he's like lingering uh very close being spot. creepy <laughs> so creepy so creepy
0: just stalking her
1: He really is. And then he starts throwing rocks out a window. Yeah. You're like, what's happening? Wow. You'd be very (laughs) naughty, (laughs) Tom. But it's his body language for me. Because Cal is such a loner in a way. And because everyone like, him, he's bad. Body language alone, James Dean portrays up so well. Yeah. So Elia said that James Dean showed Cal's awkwardness through his body. And like, Mm -hmm. when you read that, you can see it so well. Like... How has this man been able to portray a feeling through his body? It's just incredible for me the The standout scene is when it's his dad's birthday, and he gives he's asked his mum, who was actually supposedly to be dead mm-hmm. for a loan, so he can start the beans <laughs> <laughs> Lord help his dad with the parmin, and he gives the money to his dad. It's like five hundred dollars in those days as well. was so much he gives I five thousand the five thousand <gasps> ah, yeah. So- even more like, yeah. like, unspeakable amounts. And his dad doesn't take it. And any other actor would just go into a fit of rage, maybe, do a shouting. But James Dean embraces his dad and he cries in his dad's arms. And I was so moved. I cried at that bit. I've never, ever seen a man cry on film like that it was pure emotion and then he goes outside and he cries again i will never ever forget the noise he made when he cried into his dad's arms it was actually just so emotional like it was like that that's the standard right there i'm sorry like that's it for me i just thought it was just absolutely brilliant
0: do you think that's why he would stood out for people so much yeah
1: Yeah. But this is what annoys me is because I wish it... I don't think he's that well-known for this film. And I say that even though he got Oscar nominated, but everyone knows Rebel. And I actually think this film is leagues ahead of Rebel. People
0: talk about it less than giant,
1: even. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like this film a lot. This is my third time watching it and I own it on DVD. So
2: that (laughs) that means something.
0: (laughs) Just such a meaningful film. And I think it just goes back to like how it got me into classic films. And I think Kazan's movies just usually have really standout themes and performances and just very modern sensibilities and that standpoint of issues that I think are always relevant, like family issues and masculinity and all of that. I haven't read the book and I would like to, but I think it would be nice to know more of the backstory between yes. the parents because there is like some hinting at it when the book, de- like it starts with their story and then goes all the way to like their kids' stories.
1: I did not trust the dad. Yeah, the dad is very. Of, the mum hints as if like she was physically abused. At least that's what I got. Yeah. So I definitely did not trust the dad one bit. No. But he's then they did it really.
2: Suspicious.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They didn't really go into that. So I think that yeah. would be good for the book for sure.
0: Yeah. So I think just expanding on the story would be nice yeah. because it is a slow film. It takes a while to really get going. And I don't know if there's like much of a climactic moment, really. Oh, no, no.
1: that's so true, actually. Yeah. yeah,
0: like it doesn't really follow traditional narrative beats, which I guess like some people could give or take.
1: The closest thing to that would be when Cal spoilers. Obviously, it's when Cal takes Aaron to their mother. Mm-hmm. That's the main bit. That's the main thing it's leading up to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's all really interesting because then that changes Aaron's character completely. Um, oh yeah. my god, and right at the end, when Aaron punches his head through the train window, uh-huh. that was insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so memorable to me for some reason. Yeah. It's just that one image. It's, it's
1: scary. Like, yeah. Actually, like, this is a changed man.
0: Yeah. Like he's drunk. He's maniacal.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't know. I was
1: surprised. If they sent him on that train and then like, that was it? Do you know what? I know yeah. He had like, no yeah.
0: closure.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was like. Maybe in the book, but. Nobody cared what happened to him. That no. was kind of
1: sad. Literally. No one moved. No, no one was gagged. <laughs> no. no one... <laughs> See ya, Aaron. Did you like him with Agra? Did you like Cal and Abra? Because I was at first on the fence, but then I grew to love them.
0: My thoughts on them have shifted throughout each watching of the film. This time around, I was like not as keen because I get Cal needs, he's craving a mother figure and Abra provides that for him. But then at the same time, I feel like she, she just straight up abandons Aaron and I could really feel bad for him in that sense because she just leaves him for his whiny little brother and
1: <laughs> that's that a... so team cow I, I hate Aaron I'm like hell yeah leave him <laughs> when he goes off the train at the end I'm like bye
2: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah going die though I mean, he's going off to war I'll be fine <laughs> it's probably explained in the book but why weren't they already enlisted? Do you know what I mean? Was it not mm-hmm. mandatory, I guess?
0: It wasn't. Not in World War One. They War. would people would volunteer. But I think it was still like looked down upon if you didn't volunteer. Especially if you were yes, they were yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Young, fit. That's definitely like something they touch on in the film. Because Aaron doesn't want to serve. He doesn't think it's right, but then that's like all they do with it. I do feel like this time around I wanted more of that. It was you know? more
1: anti-war than I expected it to be. I always get get taken aback when old films are like that. Cause I just feel like in those days there was just not, not the feeling. Obviously, yeah. people were against the war in those days, but it's not as strong probably as it is now. Um and I thought they did a really good job with, with the German character as well. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if they, I think they might have let the, the villagers, the townsfolk off too lightly because they were horrible to him. They made this German man read a letter of this woman's son who's in the army about how he's died in the war. Yeah, I felt really annoyed on behalf of this man, but I just thought it's quite interesting to see in a film from the 50s. I thought it was quite fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, the Annie war of the shot, I was really shocked by how Aaron did not want to go to war. Cal was kind of mm, about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he didn't really save him. But um, yeah, I was really shocked for that. I've really taken
0: yeah. it back. I think maybe in the fifties, like they were more comfortable doing that because the forties, they definitely wanted people to serve, and so they're like, oh, we'll make yeah. propaganda films. But the war was over by then, and I think people finally started to realize like how um horrific it really was. Yes. and so I think it's the the sort of progression of war films. Is, is interesting to me. So to say
1: never thought we'd get a James Dean war sale.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Sort of war
0: adjacent.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: I still liked it this time around, but I yeah. noticed like story-wise, it's very all over the place and I wanted it to just like hone in on some specific things. Yes. And uh, since it is so like character-based, maybe get to know some of the characters better because Aaron's like barely in this film like I forgot he really only has a few scenes and he goes from like this caring older brother to just like hating Cal's guts in yes, yeah. moments and I don't know like if scenes were cut out or something there's just not a lot of transition between that um yeah I know you don't like Aaron but did you have any thoughts on his character
1: Well, that's interesting for him to be the good and then Cal to be the bad Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously Aaron, he's got, a, he's got a great girlfriend. The dad loves him. He's doing great for the farm. It's so just such a good, like, narrative foil. As a viewer, we can watch it. We know Cal's not bad. Like, we know he's just looked upon like that, just because he's always compared to his brother, which I think is so interesting. But yeah, the Cal propaganda did work for me. I did not <laughs> like Aaron. He did not stick up for his brother ever. Oh, Abra called Cal a prowler. Not to his face. And like Aaron's just like laughing at off. Is that your brother? She is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I know yeah. As she says that he's lit like, cows in the bushes. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is prowling. He is, prowling. He <laughs> is being a weirdo. <laughs> Cal is
1: so like be coded. I just love him.
0: He has so many different facets to him because he starts off, I think he's like. How, like 17, 16? He's very young. Um, Yeah. (laughs) but So he has that awkwardness. And his father, he belittles him like every time he can. And so I think Cal's like always trying to prove himself. Yeah, And he's always trying to learn. And I think that's something interesting about his character is he's always listening and learning. And you can see... James as an actor like doing that if that makes sense I don't know how to describe it it's very hard to describe But you can tell as the film is going on especially like when his parents talk about each other to him he's filing that information away so he can use it the next time he's gonna go talk to them or something and I just think that's so interesting is as an actor to have that awareness that you're not just saying your lines or moving around or whatever you're always trying to stay in the mind of this character and like how would they be feeling what would they even be thinking about and how does this scene affect like how they act in a later scene sort of things like that and I think that's best represented for James as an actor in this film. My favorite scene in the whole film is when he goes to talk to his mom and he asks her for the loan. And it's just like these two basically like titans of acting going up against each other, but they just, they work together so well. And you can tell they're just enjoying playing off each other. And that's the one scene for me that I feel like it just feels like the people not the actors if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you can feel his desperation for this money and then also for his mother's love and learning more and understanding more about his father through her and like why did she leave us behind and you can tell she's curious about him because she never saw him grow up yes it's like the smaller moments like more intimate like character to character moments that I think are the best part of this film and it does have a lot of those but that one to me stands out the most
1: yeah amazing all of the scenes with kate his mom was mm-hmm. yeah incredible i don't know if this was in this in that bit but there's a bit he like kneels in front of her and it's just so tender like it's just incredible to me i just think it's just amazing to watch these two and this is his first film yeah <laughs> this is insane in <laughs> And also it's quite interesting because she does minus Aaron at the end. She doesn't really, she only sees him mm-hmm. of the characters. And I think that's quite interesting. And they always go in that one room she's in. It's quite intimate, um, cosophobic as well, the door shut. I mean, I can't remember if this is right, but I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of Dutch angles going on. Mm-hmm. It's a stressful moment every time he's gone to that. Because also he is doing this behind his dad's back. Mm-hmm. He's not telling anyone he's going to see his mum. Or ask for us. It was such a big loan. I think that just shows it so well. Just having these two in a room together—it's amazing.
0: And she owns like a brothel or something, so she's she's definitely looked down upon in the town. Yes. And I mean, they definitely like just hint at it. <laughs> like we I mean, don't really know exactly what she does, but she is bad, and so then yeah. Cal identifies with her because he doesn't relate to his father or his brother and so he's like i have to have come or like gotten this from someone so i think it's just like that desire to yeah to learn more but then i think he's also afraid of her at the same time because of. i believe. Like,
1: always... yeah that power dynamic isn't it yeah a lot of the times he he's, he's, he's just like asking her if she's also bad mm-hmm. he sounds like a like a lost child like, he is so desperately searching for meaning in this life, because his dad won't give him anything. He's been told he's bad, but his brother is good, like his dad, so then he, he it must be his mum. He must have got that from his mum. But the way he asks her is just incredible. He's just, hes it's just like a little child, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's just something missing, there's something missing in Cal's life, and I don't know if mm-hmm. he even knows what it is. But I also see that from James's acting as well, mm-hmm. Um, trying to understand why he's on this world, what he's doing as well. Because he put so, I know we joke about it, but we, he put so much effort into the beans business. And bless his heart, he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad wasn't going to listen to him anyway. And he still did it, like, desperately vying for his dad's attention. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's so amazing how James portrayed him.
0: What did you think about the father-son
1: stuff? that first dinner table scene oh my god it was just painful yeah but I'm also thinking as soon as we the first time they meet we see them so this is literally the first scene of his dad and he says to Scott Cal he says mm-hmm. I don't understand him and I never have that's the first moment we see his dad for him to already say that we've already just seen the whole dynamic of the family he's never understood his son. that's insane yeah and I never have he doesn't want to understand him. He's completely written him off. He's got Arab. He doesn't leave Cal. And I thought to show that in their first meeting as well, it just was incredible. And even with the money, the dad's immediately, yeah, where did you get this from? Did you steal this salad? <laughs> like, yeah. It's a lot of money. Lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then even then, he could never love Cal. Mm-hmm. But then it's the ending. Do you want to say, what do you think about Cal and his dad? Like, how did you take sure. that?
0: It's a little over the top. I think it's sometimes like just how much the dad's like, oh, I love Aaron and I hate Tal. and (laughs) But I do think it's more of like the nuances between the two of them that like makes it work for me more so than maybe like the dialogue. It's just like how they act around each other. I think the one scene that really stands out to me is when – they're like loading all the lettuce onto the train to go ship it off and Cal steals the coal chute and his dad is praising him but he's doing it like while he's like walking away he doesn't say it to Cal's face it just makes it feel worse if he's not even saying it like looking him in the eye yes because it doesn't feel like a compliment it's not really like a recognition
1: he can't even look him in the eye he can't even give his own son a compliment like that just yeah. speaks wonders
0: and i have very mixed feelings about the ending Are you i
1: did oh my god yes third, d- third.
0: <laughs> aaron get it goes off on the train to yeah. war and so adam suffers a stroke just like from pure shock and now he is probably gonna die and the doctor's like it could be in an hour it could be in a day a year cal is torn on if he should leave because yeah. it's like his fault i guess i mean it is his fault not that yeah. his dad got a stroke but that his brother went off yeah, to but war.
1: it's because he cal took his brother to see him the mom and that's mm-hmm. all so yeah yeah, yeah i think is cal fault. is at fault
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry louise
1: hey no one asked Aaron to go off to war so that it could also be Aaron's fault
0: but I think he just wanted to prove himself
1: I like that Cal stayed.
0: I like yeah so yes he decides to stay for his father and they basically just bond over like hating on the nurse which is weird the uh... nurse
1: is so mean she was so mean like I actually cannot get him. there was no it really took me away from the scene I could not believe this doctor and I couldn't even give a full diagnosis And then this nurse was just so mean. I'm like, I didn't live in or something.
0: Because yeah, it felt like a sitcom. (laughs) Like that part was really weird.
1: (laughs) it was very odd. It took me
0: out of it. I didn't like. Yeah. Then the movie just ends. Cal's gonna stay and take care of his father
1: they do have a heartfelt moment with the whispering like his Mm -hmm. dad does does give him a message that we can't hear we as the audience can't hear Mm -hmm. which I thought was tender sweet and then he tells Abra what his dad said everything's been fixed though which is good he could be on his deathbed he might want to make amends. but yeah Yeah, it's a bit like too little too late in a way yeah (laughs) if he does die
0: (laughs) which I guess is where the mixed feelings come in because it's like now he has to take care of this father that like never cared about him but also at the same time he could die at any moment and it would maybe make Cal feel more at peace to have been there for his father he has to be the bigger person but it's hard to interpret since the movie just ends and there's not really any sort of like closure they wanted to leave it like that just like open for interpretation but it is very abrupt.
1: It is very abrupt. It just, yeah, like there's there was still in the bedroom, the dad's bedroom, and then it ends. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I don't know. I thought it was quite good though. As in not like as an low key a happy ending, I just see it as the dad and Cal making amends. Yeah. I never thought the dad straight up hated Cal. I always just thought that like he saw maybe his mom in him.
0: Maybe disappointed.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Disappointed for sure, hundred percent. But not Um, just
0: like hating.
1: Yeah, this is straight up (laughs) hater. (laughs) Me to Aaron. But so I quite like the ending, only because I think it turns a new leaf. It's okay. Let these two now get on. Yeah, and can go forward. But I do understand your concerns. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think Cal needs to grow and move on. Like it might make things worse for him to have to stay and take care of his sick father just like dwell maybe on their past I'm not sure but it could go in either way you never know That's with Cal
1: interesting <laughs> yeah you, you you cannot tell you... <laughs> that is true yeah maybe Cal shouldn't stay yeah maybe Cal's you know. someone who needs to be on his own need to leave this town Salinas interesting yeah. See, this is, there's, so much, there's so much connotations you can take from it. So many of your own endings you can make. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating.
0: Yeah. I think it's a good movie to watch and make your own opinions yeah. on and like how you interpret everything. Because obviously like you have interpreted it much differently than I have. But yeah. that's the beauty of good art, I think. Exactly. Is it's different for everyone. So James Dean, he received his... First Oscar nomination for Cal. And he is one of the few people to be nominated he for was his the very
1: first, first role. And also, as well the first posthumous, uh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. This was 1956 Oscars lead actor. We had James Cagney in Love Me or Leave Me, James Dean in of Egan, Frank Sinatra in The Man with the Golden Arm, only one I've seen, hated it. Spencer Tracy Bad Day at Black Rock and then the winner your boy Ernest Borne for Marty now so I I don't really have an opinion hated Man with a Golden Arm so yeah in my eyes James Dean would have won that easy Mm -hmm. this is one where you've seen them all? yeah so please tell me what do you think (laughs) about this lineup?
0: okay I think it's a crazy lineup just because it shows all of these guys are like middle-aged and yeah all give yeah. great performances in their own right but it's like James is just his name stands out I think just for that reason alone his performance is just so different from these other ones I love James Cagney yeah he is one of my favorites and I think he's really good in that movie but I do think James should have won just because I think he the shows dean. our
1: Dean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jim, sorry, James
1: Dean. <laughs> okay. I got you. I think um
0: he should have won because for me, he gave like the most interesting performance compared to the other four because um Sinatra's okay in Man with the Golden Arm. I don't think it's one of his best performances. And this is coming out of someone who does like frank Sinatra. <laughs> But it's just a bad movie. I think they just nominated him because of the subject matter. Yes. Because it's say. about yeah, drugs. Yeah. And yes. it's like they the Academy loves stuff like that yeah. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you played a junkie? Oscar.
1: Oscar. Yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spencer Tracy it has never really been someone I've liked that much. I don't know if you've seen. Of he his was films. in
1: Nuremberg, wasn't it? The Judgment in Nuremberg. Oh
0: yeah, Spencer Tracy just plays a very like stoic kind of moral center of the film. Yeah, the movie's pretty good though, but I would not have guessed that he would have been nominated. And then yeah, Ernest Borgnine. I didn't like Marty. I know everybody really liked that film. I just thought he was annoying.
2: closer. <laughs> I never yeah. knew he was. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess it is quite different for Borgnine, but I don't know if it was Oscar worthy for me. But anyway, I think Jimmy should have won because I think he just stands out for me amongst the pack because of his, just the the breath of fresh air that he like brought to just acting. Um, Yeah. I know he wasn't really the first of that sort of style, but I would get why they wouldn't award him because typically they don't. Give the awards to the younger people, especially if it is yes. their first role. But I think at least yeah. even the nomination is a big deal.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but the other films I think are just very like of their time. So that's why he stands out more too, maybe because it's yeah, it's not as oh, this is a 50th film, and I don't mean that in a bad sense, but
1: no, no, I totally get what you mean. I think yeah. for me. What you said is that he's the only young one there, like youngest one there. That just speaks volumes. Yeah, he was so ahead of his like his generation, maybe his peers. Like he was just on a different level. Yeah, probably one of the most iconic teenage films ever. Maybe even get rid of teenage. Maybe one of the most iconic films ever. It's synonymous with a movement. It's very ingrained in pop culture. I think everyone would know the, know the title of this film. If everyone would recognize it. They would recognize the look as well. It's, it's Rebel Without Cause. We're in 1955. Nicholas Ray directed it. We do not like him. <laughs> no. Man. <Barberman. laughs> yeah. Classic. James is playing Jim. He's so he, a this. Yeah. <laughs> he's a troublemaking teen. Literally the first scene is in a police station. We've soon learned that his family have moved countless times. He's always getting into trouble. He's a rebel. He's wow, without a cause. Get <laughs> in early. It's his first day of school. He mixes in with the wrong crowd of bullies. With this crowd of bullies is lovely Natalie Wood, who second favorite co-star. I know that my, I we're not doing like all the numbers, but <laughs> love her. Her boyfriend Buzz Gunderson is like the lead. Dennis Hopper is there. God, this rewatch. I was always looking for Dennis. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Obviously, we know about how he got his lines taken away, which is so disgusting. Like for speaking up, yeah. and um, it's also kind of. Funny. I, I know. I watched him like it's so funny that he's just standing there. Yeah, he literally it's just at the end when it's what the free they go in like the house and he he just standing there, not <laughs> doing anything. Although he has one line. Yeah. And he also makes a chicken noise, sort of chicken. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> Even Dennis's actor dad had lines. How bad? Dennis Hopper had no lines. The man playing his dad had lines. Nicholas Ray, you will not see heaven.
0: <laughs> no, he's for sure in hell right now. 100%. 100%. It's funny because he still in the frame like the shot he's always like in the middle so I'm like yes what were they trying to do with that like he didn't have to put him in the center
1: no exactly it's almost like he did not plan like you know like Dennis was meant to be a big character in this Uh he's almost like I'd like to see his screen time it would be high yeah because he did a lot yeah yeah it's so it's I was, uh, when I was watching, it, I was like to my parents, that's Dennis Hopper. And yeah. did you know that? <laughs> but no, uh, sorry. Yeah, James, <laughs> e- <laughs> we're on Dennis Hopper line Watch. <laughs> yeah, sorry, James. This is not about Dennis, but we're
0: going to. But it it. Is. Like, <laughs> Dennis.
1: On, and we'll is talk so about him
0: even more later.
1: Oh my God. Also, yes. But also, when I obviously watch this for Natalie Wood, oh my God, what have got for the thing? Right, let me get ahead of that. Right. Yes. So the main plot is basically is that James Dean, Jim is, he has to do a chicky race with Buzz Gunderson and it all kind of spirals from there. Sal Minio is also there. We love him. He is also a loner and he like latches onto Jim as like a um, father figure. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it's such an interesting film. I don't know about you, but it was just, when I first watched it, it was nothing like I thought it would be.
0: Oh, same. I thought, Yeah,
1: what we have said at the beginning is that I thought this was my first proper James Dean film. I thought he'd have a low voice. I Mm -hmm. thought he'd be nasty. (laughs) I thought he'd be real troublemaker, like harassing people. And I think he's the kindest person ever in this. Yeah, (laughs) he's really really (laughs) nice to Plato, who's Sal. He's lovely, and yeah, I mentioned the voice because I I just cannot get over his voice. Mm-hmm. Soft, dulcet tones. He's very... I just love how he speaks. It's just never what you'd think in this film. He gives his jacket to Plato loads of times. He's silly when they go to the house at the end and like he's pretending to be a married couple with Natalie. And I'm just, oh, I just love him so much. <laughs> but I will say, rated it high, this might be controversial, it's a tad overhyped. A tad overhyped. Only no, I always find the last act to drag. I don't know what yeah. it is. Once dennis and his gang this <laughs> is true you know, once they get to the house this happened the first time I, I lose interest a little bit i think it's too long i love the opening i love the observatory bit i love some of the house scenes but i just it just goes on for so long i wish this wasn't like his main fail but i wish it was yeah and i got all the love but it also deserves it as well. It's so iconic, like what it did for teenagers in the fifties, even now, and how it showed that the parents actually, it's the parents' fault to so how they raise them. Fascinating film. Sorry, I'm still going to ages. I'm like getting no. To go. You're like, good. Tell me what you think. Tell me everything.
0: <laughs> I don't like this movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I am like honestly,
0: I am so with. I rank it so yeah.
1: giant. It's it's second, but yeah.
0: I like it better than 100%. Giant, but <laughs> yes. Giant. I'd beef for Giant anyway.
1: Oh my god, which we'll get into. I cannot <laughs> wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I have so much trouble with this film because I've seen it three times and I still have okay. no idea what I feel about it on a, an opinion level because I think it's so interesting historically. Like the making of the film is insane, yeah. um, and then how it's influenced pop culture and other films and it was the first teen film and I think that importance like cannot be diminished and should not be it's so dated it is is. and I don't see how it like maybe I just don't get why it's still so beloved like it feels very of its time
1: in a bad way yeah like yeah I could not imagine a group of teens watching this now
0: Everything you're saying is like small. Okay, like, good. I'm, I'm so worried, nervous. Like, this surely appealed to teens then, but that doesn't mean it needs to appeal to them now. And I think it's because of just how extreme it is. Everything is dialed up to 150%. Because there's like all of the struggles between Jim and his parents are... We could get into that, but oh like, yeah, it's just his father. He hates his father because he like cares about him.
1: Like, well, his father's wearing the apron mm-hmm. and he's picking up the food on the floor, and like Jim is mad at him for doing that. My like, guy, you need to clean up. Yeah, is it not masculine to clean up the stuff you dropped on the floor? Okay, he's wearing an apron, but that's so dated. I'm sorry, yeah. that was really bad gender politics, and that jim was mad that his dad was cleaning up nah i'm not having that
0: yeah jim shut up
1: <laughs> Yeah, right
0: yeah but yeah that that whole conflict does not has not aged well at all because his father is quote unquote feminine and jim thinks that's bad and he literally says his father needs to punch his mom so then they'll all feel better and everything will be solved yeah. i'm like wait yeah. what it's
1: it seems to me that the mum is, it's swapped, isn't it? Definitely. Mm-hmm. The mum is like a oh, horrible saying, but like, where's the trousers? You know what I mean? But like, how did like, she touch his mom? Oh my no, God. No. Oh my God. That's awful,
2: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so bad.
0: Yeah. And I just hate that's his main conflict because I don't even think his parents are that bad. I'm so confused about the framing, I think, of the, his parents in this film. We yeah. know Jim hates them, but like, how are we supposed to feel about them? Because I don't hate them.
1: I think they're never really too instill hate. They go to pick him up at the the police station. And to compare it to like Natalie's parents, they do not even pick her up. Yeah, They're way worse. Like she has to walk over or something. And yeah, his parents are like always there for him.
0: They even try to go and find him when he goes missing and they're worried when he's injured. But yeah, Natalie's family in this, I think is a little bit more interesting. I wish they got more screen time because that's like an actually fraught family dynamic where her dad is it's like a freudian thing where like she's growing up now and so he's afraid of showing her any affection because he thinks that interprets as like a sexual thing and that's just like so wild and they do touch on that a little bit but not enough like for me personally to get too much out of it but that's a pretty wild subject to tackle
2: oh yeah oh, and yeah. her mom
0: is also like dismissive of her and then sal he has no parents and he's a bit psychotic and <laughs>
1: he actually I completely forgot that he's in prison at the in prison he's in the the the, the, the jail house mm-hmm. to shoot in puppies
0: yeah just for fun I,
1: how about that <laughs> oh my god that is dark yeah
0: Plato's That's kind so dark. of kind of raises some red
1: flags <laughs> 100% yes can I just you know underrated yeah. MVP is Plato's housemaid I loved her oh yeah she's my
0: favorite I don't even think right. she gets a name though
1: oh yeah no which no is that's, that's awful yeah yeah yeah.
0: Right. but she's like his guardian yes um, and she,
1: she does care for him like finally an adult yeah. figure yeah <laughs> but then obviously that is why Plato latches onto Jim and and Judy, Judy? Judy yeah. It, yeah Jim and Judy because he doesn't have that mother and father figure mm. in his life. A pretty wild trio. God, yeah. they've got some issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure. Kids of the 50s would definitely latch onto yeah. that and relate to that. But I think it's just been done better in other films and yeah. I'd prefer to watch those. But of course, this was so new, so different, wild that they address any of this at all. So give i give them say, props for yeah. that. Yeah, exactly.
1: When I was watching this as a rewatch, I watched it like last night and it's the second time. I weirdly found it more funny. I just saw, I saw it as more ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, It's ridiculous. It's such a stupid film. Jim goes to his first day of school with just a Firmos and his lunch bag, <laughs> and he's wearing a suit. And it's just so funny to me. He walks on the school's insignia. Like he doesn't, he gives no Fs. It's so silly. And I don't think it's supposed to be, but. Different generation maybe. Yeah.
0: But
1: we find it so funny. (laughs) I have to say it. I ship Buzz and Jim. Faults. (laughs) It seemed a little more
0: like homoerotic than. 100%. Than like rivalry type stuff. Buzz is just so obsessed.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Knife is very phallic as well. True. So come on, put, it, put it one and two together. <laughs> Wait, but I, like
0: knife fights look so awkward.
1: Oh, it's so. I'm, but like, that should be a <laughs> tense moment. And I'm like, they're not ridiculous. So yeah, we understand the importance of this film, but I think you got to laugh at it as well. Oh, like, for sure. Stay in school and they've gone on a field trip as well, which would just never happen. No. Like, unless I does. Yeah, no.
0: No, like definitely it. does not.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> stay in school and there's already a field trip a knife <laughs> fight someone being called chicken I, just- <laughs> I people like, dying I just- <laughs> people dying this is the first day <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay but let's talk about that what's up with buzz dying and nobody giving a rat's ass like
1: how does natalie not react to her boyfriend dying <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my god i actually understand dennis's trio because yeah, they want to get revenge it's not revenge but they're acting out because of it nothing yeah. is just completely forgotten yeah <laughs> she's
0: just like i'm in love with you now jim after knowing you for two hours
1: <laughs> but i will say i will defend this film because yeah. jim does have a good reaction to finding out he's died yeah he's like on the floor and he lets out a, a pained Right, but yeah,
0: he maybe cares the just, most.
1: Yeah, and yeah, he didn't know this kid very
2: well. Exactly,
1: <laughs> and he hasn't—he hasn't got any good memories of Bud. The knife fight, they've not given him directions to the school in the morning. Like, how did he react in the right way? It's so funny.
0: Yeah, every single thing anyone does in this film like makes zero sense to me, and I yeah. don't know if that's just like a time period disconnect or if it's just like badly written yeah. or what it is, but it's like, they just so they go from like this point to this point with no explanation in between. Yeah. And it's so crazy. <laughs> the randomness of the whole thing is confusing because you think it's going to start off as this family melodrama and then you think it's gonna be like a school thing like is he trying to fit in or is he just trying to go about his day and then it goes into this whole like manhunt for jim and also for sal and like i don't know it doesn't really focus on one thing
1: yeah and just too much that
0: doesn't work for me
1: no it's clear like it it divides the film up but then it's just too disjointed for me i feel yeah like the first half almost doesn't even
0: matter once you get around to the second half
1: you could start watching from the observatory and Mm -hmm. you'd be fine
0: you'd be completely
1: fine you wouldn't miss anything do you
0: think it should have gone more in that direction developing play-doh a little bit better and then darker okay
1: i would have literally gotten rid of buzz diet honestly it doesn't add anything i I guess it
0: doesn't yeah it doesn't
1: matter I get it's why, it is why the Laugh Act and why they have to run, well, they're going to run away, but it's yeah. why they are hiding from Dennis and his boys. Yeah. <laughs> not even, he's not even leading the group, but like, no. he's just there.
0: And yeah. I do feel like the immediate focus on Plato, it just comes out of nowhere. And then it yeah, just it kind is. of becomes like him dying is a learning experience, which I, I always So, that.
1: yeah, I do Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he should not have died. He also should have turned evil, though evil. Yeah.
0: That kind of came out of nowhere as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I did love that when they're in the planetarium and Jim's trying to like, get him back. Um, yeah. to. that's my he's favorite scene. Like,
2: he,
1: he was quite nice. Really and he even like when he gets Plato, he like ruffles up his hair. Yeah. He's calm, trying to get Plato to come out. I thought he's so kind. The bar is on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a hostage negotiator. Yeah. Like he's like telling them. Down and i was like, oh, he loves Plato, he really does. Also, though, they've just met.
2: Yeah, <laughs> true.
1: But I know, I understand with the film, it's because he's latching on, and mm-hmm. and I love it. I love that Jim's made a friend on his first day. I love that. But also, are they really friend. friends? I, Plato
0: stalks him.
1: Because I love, I do love the bit. At the chickie race, when Plato's talking to Judy, and he's like, oh, he likes to be called Jamie, and like, yeah. his <laughs> friend's called Jim. And I'm like, oh, I, I like that. Like, he's making that up completely, but like, I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. It, was very <laughs> it just
0: showed Plato, like, he needed a friend. Jim, in this film, is so interesting because he's really just minding his own business. He moves. The- <laughs> <laughs> and then they want to kill him. <laughs>
1: That is, it. that is it. They are so horrible. <laughs> Why did he move? Why did he move?
0: When they went on the trip to the planetarium, and that he was the guy was like talking about cancer, the crab, and then Buzz was like, "Oh, I'm a crab." And then he <laughs> talked about Taurus, and then yeah, Jim moved, and then <laughs> they had beef. So
2: <laughs> you're a
0: Taurus that's true I'm a Taurus Yay. Taurus representation Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> but too um it's too... yeah Why just even you... that whole thing kicking the conflict off is just so dumb
1: that's how it happened
0: Jim doesn't do anything to like get that kind of reaction
1: yeah not at all it's so weird yeah it's so weird Dennis is loving it, though, in The Planetarium. True. He also, when Buzz does the I think he, like, taps his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a great time. He's having fun. I love it. But, yeah, the mood took me out. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the mood, and I was watching it on my laptop. <laughs> I know, I'm the worst. On the sofa, and my dad was behind me, and he went, oh, he's going to moon now. I was like, what? I didn't need mood. <laughs> he just knew from the film. That's he so said, funny oh, you dad. <laughs> Oh he weirdly loves this film.
0: Oh, I apologize if he's listening then.
1: <laughs> no. doesn't have to, he doesn't know how to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. I hate to be I'm like I feel like a part of people when I say this. It's not believable. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit far fetched for me. And I know films are like, oh my god, don't get me wrong. I just I don't know. It's just it really just misses the mark.
0: For me, James is okay. I I don't think it's like one of his better performances, though. Yeah, I think he's Something way noticed, too over the top. It's just weird because he's 24, he looks 35. Old. He's playing a 16 year old and <laughs> looks so old, and he's wearing a suit. Like, yeah, but he's got like a five o'clock shadow. And
1: there's a bit where, where he at the when he's at the police station later on after the death, and he wants to report it. I think one of the cops asked him how old he is and he doesn't answer. And I was like, oh, I really want him to say like yeah. 16. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like that. And I think that just
0: takes me out, especially because yeah. he's trying to act 16, yes. yeah. but too, too extremely. Yeah. I just think he really just amped up every, like everything, which already was quite amped up. And so it just, it's too much. I feel like it doesn't fit in with the rest of the cast yeah they all just seem to be acting in like a different film it's really
1: jarring yeah yeah 100% agree 100%
0: yeah I don't know if he's bad per se it feels out of place I think his performance in this context yeah what about you
1: he's almost like too good for this role I feel But then that's not also, I don't want to discredit Natalie or Sal, because I've also been there brilliant actors in this as well. But yeah, I just think it just wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. These characters should have been in, these characters and them acting in that way should have been put in a different film.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him in something else.
1: I do think his best parts, best scenes are with his parents, especially Mm -hmm. at home. I like the one when he's talking about honour, or the one where he's like, let on so far, like he's like, (laughs) heads back. Because then you look at that, and he's so he's so upset, he's so full of anguish, he doesn't know what to do. He, he almost now. Am I getting this wrong? He, he wants to go to the police, but his parents are kind of being like, "No, yeah, or, no. that's right. Yeah, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah." So he he wants to come out and tell, and I think that's really that's really good for like a main character. Like it's good, yeah. Especially against parents that don't want him to do that. Like that's like normally like, unheard of he wants his dad to like stand up for him mm-hmm. which also like a bit icky because i guess it's what we're saying about like how he wants his dad to stand up to the mom mm-hmm. but it kind of reminded me of um in a woman under the influence and gina Rowland's character also says that to her dad oh, oh my god maybe i'm into these characters that like have messed <laughs> up relationships like i feel like cassavetes did something there. like that must have mm-hmm. been like from that like not hinted but like like a reference like a reference to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as I heard it, because he was like practically banging his dad, which obviously I know goes into those weird power plays you we were mentioning, but I just thought that was very powerful for Jim
2: mm-hmm.
1: and for James Dean to act through that. But then I think those scenes are really good to watch because then it, it's when you see him having fun with Natalie and Sal, and it's like, oh, I just love it so much. Like, he could do any range. And also, like, he just, I know it unintentional, but like, he also did showcase kind of like comedy. Mm hmm. If I were to rank his acting abilities in each film, I would yeah. put this... In, I think this is, his, this is... This is... Right. sounds worse than it sounds. Okay. his worst acting role. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's literally... It's still brilliant. Yeah. I just think... East of Eden's top. And I, I, as we we'll talk about it, I mm-hmm. do quite like what he does in Giant. Yeah. In this, it's just a bit too... melodramatic He is better than what he shows in this film. mm mm-hmm. I love him I really love him I really do love him
0: (laughs) oh yeah I think it's just like it all really comes down to the fact that he was just learning he was growing as an actor so it's like hard to say you know these three these are huge films and like huge productions and he's the lead in two of them and it's like he's kind of just a baby you know as an actor so
1: this is his second film yeah because what sucks so much is that it's literally free-filled. Like, that's madness. Yeah. But yeah, he had so much, like, oh, it sucks. I don't want to say they'll get upset, but he had so much potential. Yeah. I saw it.
0: I agree. I think it is his worst performance, but like, he still has great parts of it. I think he just really needed someone to to rein him in a lot. And I don't yeah. think Nicholas Ray was that kind of person, that kind of director. I love that scene in the planetarium where he's talking to Plato. That's, I think that's one of his best scenes ever, really, yes. actually.
1: 100% agree, yes. He's
0: just so, like, you can just feel that, that energy, like that loving energy from him. And it just feels so genuine and calming. Yeah, you know. I wrote calm. <gasps> I wrote, he's
1: so calm in the face of danger mm-hmm. and just caring for Plato for his friend yeah. I think he's lovely and how he's talking to him I think it's just absolute brilliant scene see that's all we want like yeah. you could just do a scene with James Dean and another actor just talking and it's incredible it's yeah the, it's the Kate scenes in East of Eden like he just excels in those moments maybe it's like character studies like you know Mm -hmm. like it's it doesn't have to be shouty it doesn't have to be like a grand spectacle he's just talking to his friend or talking to whatever to a colleague uh, to a co-star it's it's incredible
0: yeah amazing yeah that's true maybe he was like better like that was his stronger suit was where there's like more intimate moments Even that, like, imbalance in a way is kind of interesting, like, within the same film sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, how we, I just think it's, like, oh my god, I'm saying this, like, I'm an actor, but, like, you know, it's just, he was just starting out, like, Uh he would have ironed out all of those inconsistencies, and he would have just been one of the best.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was only, what, like, 23, probably, when he made this film, 24, so...
1: That's insane. It's That's bad.
0: pretty young. Yeah. But he, it's funny, like, as for him to play a teenager, especially like against real teenagers. um, Like, I don't know. Sal was. Yeah. And so was Natalie. Was Natalie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how old was Dennis Hopper? <laughs> he was young. He was
0: yeah. Young, I think it? he may have been like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz,
1: was, Buzz looked quite old.
0: Yeah, I think Buzz was like forty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of, of Nick Cuffley's character in the Wraith. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> they were literally so the better.
0: exact same.
1: Exact <laughs> <That>, same character. <laughs> Had to get it in. I'm sorry.
0: Always. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Wraith is important.
1: <laughs> wait, this is like
0: wait. The Wraith is, is like yeah. rev without a cause.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's a, there's racing. Someone dies. Yeah. Jim Stark is the race. Incredible. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. It's beautiful. <laughs> Come full circle. That's that's also a spoiler for my fan casting later on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, the influence. You know. <laughs> i'm joking i love it
2: i love, love it
0: but yeah weird movie i i've seen it three times i think i'm done i yeah that's
1: so fair That yeah. is so
0: fair. i've given it a chance
1: yeah. and that's all you can do
0: yeah but i just like seeing you know i love sal i love natalie i love jimmy and you know obviously dennis but like it's kind of cool <laughs> to see them all in like the same film yes yeah
1: in the same like frame as well yeah if we ever see dennis and james in the same frame of giant i don't think so no oh I- no you watched it. oh <laughs> oh, oh my so god long. how
0: could
2: i forget
1: <laughs> the best oh that's, like,
0: Steve. so kind of an out-of-body experience for some reason. Like, yeah, it just feels yeah. weird.
1: Like, I just don't really associate, like, Dennis Hopper with James Dean. Yeah. In two of his films. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of bad. <laughs> it is. It, this film, Rebel, was kind of, like said, it's got all these great actors mm-hmm. in it. It's actually kind of perfect, in, like, in that sense. Like, yeah. you've got to see these actors together. Like, sadly, all of them died way, soon, way too soon. Yeah. So it's actually also kind of nice that we got to see them, this trio.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, also Sal's in Giant as well. I always forget yeah. that.
0: <laughs> One scene. but
1: I did not know it was Sal. I only <laughs> realized at the end of oh, it, oh, Sal. Yeah, like He's made Angel. I did not know that. That's absolutely. funny. It's just because I forgot what Sal looked like. Bless his heart. Love him.
0: Rebel. Anything
1: about Rebel, yeah.
0: I think if you haven't seen it I think I would it's, recommend it just like yeah. to say you've seen it I yeah. I just have such like mixed feelings about it so I don't know if I'm like the right person to champion it or anything like that but it's okay I guess I don't know I agree okay. yeah
1: I think it's definitely one to watch to say you've watched yeah definitely take it off
0: yeah and maybe just kind of, like, it is interesting as a sort of a historical piece, like, kind of learn maybe, like, what the 50s were like for teenagers. Yes. And yeah. I know it's to a very heightened extent, but, you
1: know. Oh, I'll tell you what film yeah. it reminded yeah. me of, was the Party Crushers.
0: Oh, yeah. Hansen. Yeah. Kind
1: of just similar, like, vibe of, like, 50s, teens, out of control.
0: Yeah.
1: And also, that also focused on the parents as well. So,
0: That's true. Little, little
1: connection.
0: I like party crashers better, though.
1: L- oh, wow. Wow. That's okay. Yeah. No, and that is so, that is okay. That is You're it.
0: like, oh, no.
1: What? <laughs> we don't
0: there's have no, to get into it, but there's
1: no Dennis in the party crashers. True. So why would I like it? <laughs> yeah. Why would you care? <laughs> but okay, yeah, I
0: mean, it's like, it, this kind of spawned a whole genre exactly but this i think most people think this is like the best one i haven't i don't think i've seen enough to really say
1: here we go to giant yeah. oh my god okay, right. okay. Like oh giant where does one so begin we, oh my god this was what uh, uh, word Chore. It yeah was a Chore.
0: yeah <laughs> Best way to describe it. Um, but also,
1: spoiler, I kind of love James in this, but...
0: Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> There's some good parts, I think. Yeah. It's not totally terrible, but... Okay, Giant. This came out <laughs> 1956. This is directed by George Stevens. Up to this point, he was most known for doing...
1: It look at like musicals in a way. Yeah,
0: lots of musicals uh. with, you know, Ginger Rogers... And our favorite Fred oh,
1: God. I'm
0: just kidding.
1: <laughs> Please don't get me started. Yeah. We have to talk about giants. Some
0: Cary Grant films. Yeah, I and saw that. A Place in the Sun, which is where he worked first. Work with Elizabeth Taylor, who is in this film. She plays a like New England kind of. Mm, she her, she comes from like a rich family. Yes. They own all these horses. And so Rock Hudson playing Jordan Bick Benedict.
2: Oh my His god. His nickname ben, is Bick. Bick.
0: Bick yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to buy one of their horses named Warwinds. And then they just like fall in love pretty much immediately and they get married. And she's just off to Texas. And she's she kinda hates it. Because yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, they're just out in the middle of nowhere.
1: right that house? It's just there, and it is just a farm. Yeah. Not even farmland. It's like it's, it's just dirt, dirt, desert. Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> and then it kind of turns out like Bic is a dick. Like I don't. I'm so glad you said it. Yes. I yes. don't know what
1: else to say. Hundred <laughs> percent. Evil he's, most evil guy on film.
0: Yeah, he's a misogynist. He's racist. He hates his children, he hates his wife, like, oh my god, don't even get me started.
1: Oh, and his sister was weird as well.
0: Yeah, kind of a weird relationship there, yeah. But the ranch is called Riata, and it's owned by, or like, it's sort of run by big sister Luz, and I don't know why she's named that, but... (laughs) Whatever.
1: We're, we're already like 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, and we're already like, do not ask questions. Right? Yeah, no <laughs> questions
0: can be asked or answered in this film. Mercedes McCambridge plays her. And she. Oh my God. Yeah. I
1: thought Mercedes played Dennis's twin sister. No. All this time. <laughs> oh, my God. She's very famous, Mercedes McCambridge. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know who she, thought, what she dubbed? No. He was Reagan's voice in The Exorcist. Really? Oh my- when, when she's the de- demon. That's oh the my theme. God. Yeah. Wow. It's just something to say. That's cool. <laughs> I that right? I can believe it.
0: <laughs> he has a cool voice. Yes. James, his name is Jet Rink, which is just- Oh
1: my God.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I, love, but, I love it. I love yeah. It. He works at the ranch- and he and Vic do not get along whatsoever. And this only just escalates because Buzz dies. She leaves this portion of land to Jet because they were, I guess they were kind of close. And yeah, that was
1: a bit shocking, actually. Yeah. They, yeah I didn't they, know that.
0: They don't develop.
1: I even wrote my notes, I was like, oh, I guess they were friends. Like, I guess so. Right. Like, very odd.
0: <laughs> and then it turns out that Jet strikes oil, he becomes extremely rich. And, Big is upset because he just hates Jet and like he wants all of the land to be his own. And in the meantime, was Elizabeth Taylor, her name was Leslie. She's like, helping out all of the families of the the Mexican workers at their ranch, and you know, Big hates that. And one of the kids like grows up to be Salminio, and <laughs> she and Bic have three children. They have two twins, played by Dennis Hopper and Fran Bennett. And then they had a, a youngest daughter, played by Carol Baker, who was named after Luz. And she, Luz, the second, and Jet kind of, like, get involved, which is kind of weird. And Dennis marries a Mexican girl and kind of, like, gets weird like the family stuff's kind of weird because yeah. of that yeah it's just kind of like a family epic you know kind of texas I is it a propaganda f- i don't know how this film feels about texas but... oh i think it loves
1: it yeah absolutely loves it oh my god the amount- yeah texas propaganda honestly <laughs> yeah it's a texas, a texas propaganda
0: mirrorless. film it's it's an interesting one but yeah i guess that's kind of the overall plot but we could definitely get into it more but
1: it was perfectly perfectly put honestly that's incredible (laughs) thank you
0: how does one describe giant you know
1: it is a sprawling epic um, (laughs) too long
0: way too long uh, three and a half hours
1: and i guess i was thinking about this like obviously if james had done more films i would be like skip this one he's barely in it just watch Mm -hmm. his scenes Obviously, we will take what we get. I will take those crumbs. His scenes are kind of the best part, I think. But such an odd film. Such an odd film. Like, this film had, like, Three of the Greats in it. Like, and it's, like, just a three-hour Western. James Dean is excellent in this film. It goes through the years. They don't change actors. They age them up, which I think is very interesting I think Elizabeth Taylor looks like how she does. Mm-hmm. Like, so I I like this because I can look at James Dean and be and I was a bit rock as well rock like kind of look like that as well, although they made him put on loads of weight yeah <laughs> like a like a like a bigger belly and stuff but like uh-huh. um I look at like old old James I'm like oh that's probably like that's probably what he would have looked like and I kind of yeah. like that I like find a bit of solace in that but just ex I just think he was so excellent in this and then I, I mentioned the old bit because I was so taken aback at how well he played an old man i love rock but like his when Bit gets older he's just kind of like basic he doesn't really do much like it's mm-hmm. not acting like much but like jet you know we see him with that his last monologue him in the rain oh my god it's just so good but like you really really do believe that that is an old man you kind of lose james deed like he is jet it's just incredible to me i just think it's brilliant we should have just had more we should have mm. had more oh, so frustrating he's so good in this film but I also love, oh my god, I love, so I have to say, my favourite co star is Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. I love his scenes with Leslie, with Elizabeth as Leslie, because he's kind of like, he changes his personality when he's with her. He's really like actually quite soft and nice. He's still a bit gruff and a bit like, like when she goes in to see like the the diamonds in the village and then she wants to stop to see this ill woman and her baby. And he's like, he doesn't want him to do that. But he's just such a different person when he's with her. And I think it does help that they were friends offset as well. I just think they had such good chemistry. And I just loved how they were together. They were both outsiders. Even though Jet was a Texan, like he's always on the outside looking in, kind of in the shadows. He's always lurking. And I loved it when she goes to his house and they have tea. Yeah. And he made her tea. I'm like, oh, I want to make me a cup of tea. Oh my god, let just
2: so pure.
1: And obviously that's a very important scene as well because he talks about having wealth and not having wealth. And I'm like, oh my god, the tea scene. Like, but on like the servant is also just excellent. And I just think he was so good. He's so good in this. I can't get over him in this. I really I, I kind of love Jet. I actually love, I love, <laughs> no, cow. I love my cow. I do love Jet. Yeah. Love chat so also, he named it after Little Rita. Um, he named this place Jet Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no
2: notes.
0: <laughs> he invented the ship name.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. He it. Oh my God. Oh, it's, perfect. <laughs> it's perfect.
0: He loves um, Texas.
1: Loves Texas so much. I have just. Only been saying praise just then because yeah. all of my my qualms is just with everything that's not to do with James Dean
2: Yeah. Himself. That's valid. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I really don't like Rock Hudson's character and mm. I love Rock Hudson. I hate him in this. It goes on for too long. It's just so long. But yeah, no, sorry. I was <laughs> just imagining. You. You're in good your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts.
0: Okay. This is an odd one because it's like they waste the cat like this. Yes. But they also don't. At the same time, like I think Elizabeth Taylor is amazing in this film. And she's the one that carries it for me. But then like maybe it's the story. Like it spans so much time, but there's so little growth almost or like change and I think it focuses on the the Benedict family too much. Like, I think they should have focused on Jet more because to me, his arc is the most interesting part because he goes from like this sort of like loner cowboy weirdo guy to like the richest man in Texas. Yes. But he's very lonely. He's always drunk. He's just not happy with anything. And I think he kind of becomes like the villain which is kind of an interesting role for James to play. yes. But yes. to me, that's like way more interesting than just seeing like Elizabeth and Rock fighting yes. all, like yes. all the time.
1: Yeah. And in a way, like we actually don't really see Jet as a villain. they <laughs> Rock, in it? Like... Yeah,
0: Rock's the true villain of this movie.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and
0: I I think he does like Rock does a fine job, but I don't know how we're supposed to feel about his character. I will
1: never <laughs> forgive him. <laughs> For his crimes against you know, humanity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then there's all of the racism subject matter, which is they don't develop the Mexican characters enough no. to really make it seem like they actually care, like as filmmakers. Because well, Sal Minio has one scene and then he just like dies in the war. And it doesn't even talk. No, he does. I don't think he has any lines. I don't. I, when I'm thinking back when it, I'm sure he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dennis's know. wife, Juana, she just kind of serves as like a, sort of like a learning lesson or some like a learning point for Rock Hudson yes. or like for Dennis to argue with Rock about rather than I like.
1: Did, I I liked her know. inclusion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I but liked yeah, her. It was just the but...
1: execution just wasn't yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah, she never had any happiness. Like, it was no. just all bad stuff. And then it was all blamed on her because she's a Mexico. Like,
0: yeah, although she
1: can't go to the beauty salon. And then, like, which well, made me so mad. Like, oh, my God, blood boiled. But, like, yeah. it was just not done in a very good way. And mm-hmm. never really expanded on either.
0: I get what they were trying to do. But to me, it didn't work. Especially because... One of Rock's last lines is a slur towards his grandson.
1: And it's supposed to be like a heartfelt moment. Awful. It's a weird scene, <laughs> the last scene, and they zoom in on the babies. Yeah. Very odd. Very odd. Like, like what? I did think the montage was good though, when of showing um oh what sorry, what's Dennis's sister called? The
0: younger one? Or oh the- no, his twin. Oh, Judy.
1: Judy. So showing like Judy and and her it was Richard wasn't it? I think she was weird. no 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 no, no. I... I can't remember what her boyfriend's called I'm not or sure. her husband but like showing their baby to rock and he oh, I think kid. it was Bob and yeah yeah and then and then it cut to Dennis and his wife showing rock their baby which is obviously mm-hmm. half white half Mexican and he's like disappointed he's got an awful look on his face he's fuming. And yeah. There's no words being said. And I thought that mm-hmm. was quite interesting. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, I think it's just not done very well. Mm-hmm. I say that as I just said, it was done well. Yeah. But like, I just think it's a As bit, a whole. As a whole. Yeah. yeah it doesn't mesh well together. No.
0: And I also think, too, since Rock's character does not grow at all, like, in yeah. that sense, like, it just doesn't... It, it just feels strange then that at the very end like we're supposed to feel like he has and like all can be forgiving because he like beat some guy racist guy up in the diner it's like no you're still a racist too. you're still
1: racist yes exactly like you're not you're not all suddenly absolved of all that no but also that's not so it's based off a book yeah that is not in the book they just it's the mum it just it rocks not even there like it's oh. and they just get up and go so they clearly the filmmaker put that in so we would like him
0: yeah oh my it's god to be that. i
1: know right which is
0: kind of that right. makes it worse
1: right because
0: <laughs> it's not a good scene anyway
1: no no it kind of comes out of nowhere
0: it does and that's like supposed to be the like the climax of the whole film
1: you know what the film could have ended on jet's monologue which is yeah. his final scene and I think that would be perfect. I think it should have ended.
0: But maybe we should sort of start at the beginning. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I do have thoughts on all that, but I like the first half of this film. I think it fails after the time jump which is when a lot of films that do stuff like that lose me. I don't know about you. Oh, I, mean, um, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I like things. I like the inclusion of more characters. But yeah, yeah. I just think if, if you've got a, like, I don't know, it's just too long in it. Too
0: long. Yeah. I mean, it's like we get Dennis, but at what
2: but at cost? At what cost? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's too
1: good. He was serving in this film. Sorry, he was. Sorry <laughs> but anyway,
0: sorry. we... <laughs> We kind of just get, like, right into it, which I think is okay, but it just kind of makes the relationship between Leslie and Vic kind of weird because they they meet and then they're, like, in love in the same day. But I think the one – like, the one saving grace of this film for me is how strong Leslie is as a character and just, like, how much she stands out as a character just – even in like 50s films, she's super feminist. Yes. And
1: Oh my god. Oh, just never see. changes
0: like as a character, you know? Yeah. Which I think yeah. is good. Until the she, end, but like.
1: Oh, she's, yeah. yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, because she kind yeah. of a bit new at the end. Uh-huh. Like, she doesn't really say a lot.
0: But maybe a she's just like, like tired.
1: T- t- I would be tired. <laughs> <laughs> We're tired at the end of that film, wouldn't Yeah, she's
0: just thick of Bic.
1: Isn't <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking of that scene where all the men are talking politics and then she mm-hmm. wants to join in and they won't let her. And then yeah. she's um, like, oh, just fine. Or down. and I'll just get on my spinning wheel. And then she also says, my pretty empty head. And I'm like, she is a fighter. She is. like, like It's brilliant that she's standing up to these men. Oh, i me mm-hmm. so mad, that whole scene. Shield Wills was not involved, by the way. He was not in that scene. <laughs> so Wills
0: then. is absolved. I'm all crying.
1: <laughs> is, is that the female community forgives him <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah you're so true she was such a feminist character mm-hmm. and well and then this could have been just a, a wife role mm-hmm. she could have just been put down as a wife the mother but no she had actual morals and boundaries loved her loved yeah her so much.
0: she was really young if i think about it too but i don't know she really brings yeah. like a lot of maturity okay so here's the crazy thing elizabeth taylor was actually younger than James Dean. She was 23 in this film.
1: That's mad. Oh, I think actually her daughter later on is a year older than her in real life. Yeah. I <laughs> think it was just so funny. 23 and she just showed... these. They, they, they just have so much star potential, these two. And mm-hmm. I think it just shows that at those young ages they were that good. It's incredible. I really yeah. love Liz in this. I really yeah. do. I
0: think jimmy is very good but i just wish he was in it more yeah and but i I have to say
1: this yeah i went on my favorite fact check website item (laughs) to be trivia yeah (laughs) there's something i read that stuck with me and it was that when it did say teens but probably a lot of people Mm -hmm. when they watched james's scenes in this they cried in the theater because they knew it would be the last time they'd ever see him on screen again and that's really hit me and really resonated with me that's kind of me with East of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get that from Jet, Jet Ring, but God, that's just, I don't know. I can think of that. And then I think of Jet and all of his scenes and how impactful they are, even though they're so little, but like, he was such a big draw. Maybe if he didn't die so young, mm-hmm. he wouldn't still been a big draw, but obviously we wouldn't get like such a big reaction like that mm-hmm. or such a big, yeah, big draw. I'm going to say it. Yeah obviously he has a talent but but i just think oh could you imagine that in the cinema like watching that and then it's the last time you're ever gonna see him and you have to sit for that three hour 21 yeah (laughs) kind of james dean baited if you ask me yeah i don't mean this
0: in a bad way but i just wonder like if he hadn't died would he be as beloved i know yeah yeah. I guess we'll never know but I well, just feel we'll never like know. him dying like made people wanted to go see rebel because he just died yes. and like yeah that is representative of American culture but
1: also like, yeah I just think that's like something to think about he could have we will never ever know but he could have gone like the route of Rando where he dipped a bit <laughs> after the 70s or mm-hmm. or he could have had a Long and prosperous career, we, 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 we won't know, but it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so I
0: think he still would have been famous, but oh, yeah, so but same not, same. I don't know, yeah, not maybe not as much of a literal cult like yeah. surrounding. Him.
1: I feel like he would be like one of those actors that was like in something every five years,
0: mm-hmm. although I guess in
1: those days they were churning out films, true, <laughs> but maybe not, <laughs> but like if he could have, yes. Is that he would have chose that? I don't know what the word is. Yeah, it was for me TV movie. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm sorry. I think it looks bad. I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like the color. It just doesn't look right, and it's so washed. Yeah. The frames.
1: Yes. yes, I'm so glad you. I I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Not been, there's nothing like cinematic about it. There's, no, there's nothing the technicolor It's just a bit odd.
0: Yeah, it's boring visually, yeah. and it should yeah. not be.
2: No, it's a long be film. So long so and it's long. so
0: stagnant. Yes. Yeah. So those don't go together
1: for me. No, no, that's so fine. That's so fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's I can see the influences this had on other films, especially with all the shots, like the long shots of the house. Like, just in the middle of nowhere, like, reminded me of Days of Heaven. It's like they for sure yep. took inspiration yep. from that.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Every time I see it, like, an abandoned house, I know it's like that, that painting, but uh, like, I'm like, Days of Heaven house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, it doesn't stand out to me as particularly interesting It within the genre. Mm-hmm. I think it's just trying to do too much.
1: It's, does it want to be an oil drama? Does it want to be a family drama? Does mm-hmm. it want to be a money drama? And it's just not It's not going well together. Does it want to be a social drama showing us classes and stuff? It's just not. Because with Jet, it's the oil. It's mm-hmm. the money. It's, yeah, it's the loneliness. But then it's a completely different story when it's just Rock and Elizabeth. It's marital problems. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, I love that she separates from him. Yeah, I was like, "You go, girl!" Yeah, <laughs> and, and taking the kids, mm-hmm. I wanted her to take Jet with her, but that wasn't an option. He was busy. He was busy, but yeah, just too much going on. But then like, mm-hmm. also nothing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what's weird is Jet almost doesn't even need to be in this film. He has no. so little impact on the Benedict family.
1: Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. It's about the Benedict's, and they're right in Texas. But no, it's also weirdly about Jet as well.
0: Yeah, he's just there,
1: girl. He is just there. I like
0: his character, but he just like the conflict between him and Rock doesn't go anywhere, and like him competing with their cattle business, like with his oil business, isn't a problem. They don't mix.
1: Yeah, the cows don't want the oil.
0: Yeah. But it's like I he doesn't thinking, even like take them out of business. Like they're still rich. Wouldn't it be some legal stuff get involved if they're on the same land? Like okay,
1: yes, yeah, because that's also what when it's Loz's funeral mm-hmm. and they those men take Jet aside, um, they're offering him money for land basically, um, to get away in it. And yeah. so I'm thinking, yeah, it, it's the land issue, isn't it? And I don't want it to be like about that because I don't want it yeah. to be like a legal court room kind of boring thing. But yeah, it's just, I think Rock's character has one sided beef with Jet because he is in his mind. Jet is in Bic's mind all the time. Yeah. Whereas Jet does not think about Bic at all. So it is very one sided. (laughs) And Bic and like Chill Wills are always trying to like conspire against Jet. It's just weird. And Jet does not care. I'm saying this now for the third time about a James Dean character, but Jet gives no Fs. Like, he does (laughs) not care. This is his star characteristic I'm just seeing now. Like, James, just doesn't care. Like I, and I love it. It's amazing. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, James does not care what Bick's doing at no. all. It's insane <laughs> how much he doesn't care. So Bick just needs to, like, get over himself.
0: He really does. But, yeah, then the story just feels so, like, choppy because it's like we're going back and forth between these two that don't really, like, intersect And there's always this conflict like with the family and I don't know, it just goes in circles almost. Yeah. For three and a half hours. (laughs) We have to keep stressing
1: that it's so long. It feels longer. So long. Even. It's so long. (laughs) This is such a redundant point to make, but you know, there's a bit where they're like the motorcade and jets in the car.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was thinking, jet, get down. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, watch
1: out. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh my God. <laughs> <It's> dark. <laughs> I can't look at an open roof motor car, motorcade car in the same way. I'm sorry. No, so, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, I had, that's like what my only thing to say. Hate <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jet getting with you. I've already forgotten oh, her, her, name, her name again. Luz. Yeah. Hate it. That's gross. Hate it. Very stupid yeah dumb just also he <laughs> does not care about her either they're, they're having a date and they're like talking but he is so not there yeah i think that might be james though and in... he was probably drunk in it he was a lot he was drunk a lot yeah <laughs> i for research reasons research but, like, purposes <laughs> i don't know james what you're doing but <laughs> yeah was... but yeah i didn't like them two together and they would never no that was they weird weren't. just so weird just a bit, like, ramp, just put in for, like, extra conflict. Yeah.
0: You know who my other favorite, sorry, James ranks really low on this. And <laughs> My second favorite was Dennis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so kind. He was yeah.
0: so kind. I loved him. Yeah. So I didn't want
1: to be a doctor. <laughs> he doesn't want to, it's a more when he was a little baby he cries because he doesn't want to be on the horse oh
0: my god i hate that scene so much rock just stop i swear then
1: yeah (laughs) he really annoyed me
0: yeah that's just shows like rock yeah i get what they're like the scene's good in that sense where he's trying to force his son to carry on the the family name and so he doesn't like that what Jordy Jordan Jr. was just not liking riding, but it's an insane scene he just grabs this four-year-old kid and just gallops off on a horse oh my god and Jordy's crying his eyes
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is it is different all we do though because then chill wills love him he mm-hmm. explains to Leslie he's like he, he's just doing what his father did to him yeah. So it's very interesting in that sense. But I don't know, that kid was crying so much. A kid, oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd they do to him? Yeah, I don't think you can act like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, then, when he yeah. grows up to be Dennis, yeah. Uh, you love him. Yeah.
0: It's such a non-Dennis character. Yes. Yeah.
1: I yeah. That. I think that it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like no bad motives in any sense. Yeah. In- no, I will say another thing about Dennis is he just disappears at the end of the film.
1: That's too much, yeah. Because then, why are we with his wife, like, but he's not there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we could talk about that last, or uh, it's yeah, not quite the, the last scene, but uh, the last
1: scene would have been the fight, right? Yeah,
0: and then he just like leaves on an airplane in the middle of a hurricane.
1: Also, Chill Wills is on the airplane, and he like <laughs> waves out the window. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Dennis had oh. to do something else that day, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was busy. <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: the the opening of Jet's, like, hotel.
1: I know. I did not realize that it was Jet's hotel. Yeah. I didn't know that it was his, like, beauty, his beauty salon. But this has got all, like, the initials. <laughs> Jet just opened up a hotel. Can we just sit yeah. on that for a bit? He <laughs> he just just opened up a, a hotel. hotel. Why didn't you focus more on Jet? Yeah so much
0: better of a story right. yeah so weird. now all of a sudden he's just this like multi-millionaire billionaire or something and he's opening this hotel and everyone is invited for like why would he invite them i don't know but
1: why would he invite his arch enemies yeah, yeah i'm you <laughs> big pink him more than he hates big
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd do he that he's just asking for <laughs> drama
1: he was. There's was so much drama.
0: Yeah, which he gets because Rock wants to beat him up and then Dennis wants to beat him up.
1: Oh but Dennis doesn't even get a punch in, not it? It's James Jet punches him. Yeah, oh, he beats
0: him up. Embarrassing like, for
1: Jordy. Yeah. And then you never see him again. No. He couldn't even show his faith in that oh. Dennis Hopper was humiliated. <laughs> We love him. That's kind of bad that we got that scene. That is insane. Yeah. James Dean in old age makeup as well, punching out.
0: Punching Dennis Hopper, Dennis like, Hopper in
1: the stomach. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you can't that make line. that stuff up.
0: But then he's, oh. Jet's going to give a speech, but he's too drunk. And then oh, there's, at the end, he's like just gives a speech to an empty room and then he like falls over the table oh my god
1: how did he do that like
0: I don't know, that painful. And it, it
1: long table loads of tables like made up of one yeah and they all fall with him you can't make that shot like that is incredible i do have to say though <laughs> i could not understand him during this speech
0: oh me neither I don't know what he was saying like this whole movie. No,
1: literally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's got that drool, but he was too mumbling, I think. Yeah. So that scene was lost on me a teeny bit, but I still thought it was brilliant. And I think it's. And so he was actually drunk IRL when he filmed this. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, but he's dubbed over, isn't he, apparently?
0: Yeah by Nick Adams, who was in Rebel. He played the goon with the little hat. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that scene where Rock talks to him in the... The wine cellar. cellar. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was just confused because I think I wrote like, how are these two any different from each other? And Rock's trying to prove that he's better than him or something. But they're both just so pathetic and racist and just awful people and... I think maybe Jet that is only more of an impact for with Jet because he's more powerful and he has more yes. money. But it's they're both awful people. We shouldn't be like identifying more with Benedict.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And why are you making me identify with him as well? Like yeah. <laughs> when we see through it. Yeah. Very interesting scene.
0: And I think it just goes downhill from there, really, with Rock because Yes. This is supposed to be his redemption arc, but it's really not.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, but they—they they, they definitely in the film. Yeah, it is one hundred percent his redemption arc. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I just—I don't like the turn. I, maybe I'm just James Dean biased, but I don't like that they're making us turn on that. I've never liked that in the film. Mm-hmm. Also, I totally get. Yeah, okay. He's not. He is problematic. Yeah. But yeah, i just never. I've never bought into the jet hate. Because I think Rock was worse. Also, I literally just need to say that I love Rock Hudson so much. Yeah,
0: it's not him. It's the character.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I thought the wine cellar scene was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. God, forgive me. But who smashed all the wine together? That was Rock. That That was Rock. See?
0: Which is an awful, (laughs) like, last move. He could have been the bigger person and just left the room. But he decided to destroy all of the bottles.
1: That just shows his character. That's yeah. big. Ugh. Yeah, hate him. Yeah. But and that being the final scene of Jet with another character as well is very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just it feels like it was all leading up to that in a way, but then yeah. it went also nowhere.
0: Yeah, it's a bad ending for their characters together. Yes. Yeah, their relationship.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: 100%. yeah but yeah then we get that sort of like last
1: supper-esque
0: scene yes
1: oh the last supper yeah yeah yeah. I I didn't clap that but I like that a lot (laughs) yeah and I
0: know people really like this scene I just I don't know it doesn't work for me because okay maybe it's just like
1: this uh, the silliness of it all (laughs) Nice. That last supper scene, um, mm-hmm. at the table with the monologue, it is—it's it, like a—it's like a play. Mm-hmm. It looks like a play. It feels like it's an act, really. Because who is Jet saying this to, and who's he saying it for? He's saying it for the audience, but for himself. And I, I just think it's just fascinating. I, I really do like it. I'm with you. I don't really see the hype. Not my favorite scene, and also yeah. not the best acted in this film. But I do think it's still incredible to watch. Like, he is just. And I want to he's he's like a showman. He's just so yeah, good. he's just talking to an empty room, an empty banquet hall, and it's incredible. You just watch him. Yeah. It's amazing. But also I totally understand. it. It's a bit like I can't understand what he's saying, but it's important. Me neither. <laughs> so that's gonna also ruin it. I wish I had some quotes to say, but um I think he sort of
0: says some stuff about like he's like in love with Leslie, or like he feels bad that she is with Vic. And we get like throughout the film, like he's obsessed
1: with her. I, I, I thought the main part of the film was that there would be a love triangle.
0: Yeah, but I it's really. Not really. No, not
1: at all. After he makes it big, he never sees. He never sees Leslie again. Really, yeah. Like, not like not together. Like he goes to the house on Christmas. I don't think they interact.
2: Mm. No.
0: So I think that makes it like maybe that's why it doesn't work for me. Is like it just doesn't feel deserved as like a scene like we need to know Jet better for this to be more emotionally impactful especially like when he's older because all we see of him when he's older is him like being a creep towards Luz the second and just like being drunk I don't know that's not very sympathetic behavior
1: no no (laughs) we don't see why he's like that anymore we don't see Okay, you could tell us he's lonely. You could show us that, but he he hasn't got anyone. But I don't know. He's just not. You're They're not, not like, t- a, like
0: a connection. No. Yeah. Not at all. And it seems like he just goes from the younger character, like all the way to this older character, and there's not much of a common
1: thread for me.
2: Yeah.
1: And I also think when he gets old, they that's when they show him a little bit, and we don't yeah. really see him a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Where well, it's almost like a bit like, oh yes, okay, jets in this scene, finally. Yeah. Um. But I'm also thinking you know, that it's just that at the second half of the film there is so much going on. There is loads more storylines with the kids mm-hmm. and their like relationships. So it, I feel like the film does definitely sideline him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just focus on that and then instead of Jet? Obviously, I know that sounds like I'm saying get rid of Jet. But, like, once again, I will take the James Dean crumbs, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work. It's just weird. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I know what you mean. There's so many things I could say about it, but it just doesn't have much meaning to me. It just feels so over the top. Yeah. And like, it's trying to say all these things, but it's actually not really succeeding at all.
1: 100%, yeah. It's just got too many messages, I think. Yeah. I really resonated with Cal, and I really got on well with him. Mm -hmm. Audiences got on well with Jim in Rebel. This film hasn't got that. It's not got... Even if you're just looking at James, maybe J- it's just such a different film to those two where, like, you can't really latch onto a character in this, mm-hmm. like, you can't really connect with one. So, I feel detached in that way as well. I am just solely a viewer. Um, yeah. Who I do feel emotional too. like, I feel emotional to Journey and to Leslie and to Jet at the end as well, all throughout it. But I don't know, it's more of like a viewer type relationship rather yeah. than with Cal. I'm, I'm just so bonded with Cal that I just. I love him so much. But with this, it's more of just i I'm just, I'm a watcher. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the film. That's not James, that's not James's fault. Not Jet's fault. That is the film. The film's just too much. It's just too long. <laughs> just...
0: I think my favorite Jet scene yeah. is when he, he gets his property and he goes onto it and he walks the distance of it and then he climbs up the, the, windmo- the windmill. He
1: <laughs> climbs up the windmill. Yeah. Something I noticed in his films he is always climbing something. Yeah, even <laughs> and he climbs up where like, the ice drops down. Uh-huh. And then rebel, climbs up like Natalie's window, oh, and then he, just, he climbs up to the window.
0: He's always climbing. <laughs> he's
1: always climbing.
0: <laughs> but I think that's a nice scene because it shows his his excitement and yeah. I don't know his dedication.
2: Yeah,
0: I think that scene tells us most about than any other scene in the film
1: it's almost the most energetic energetic we've seen of him as well
0: yeah because he's always, bouncing yeah. around and... <laughs>
1: and that's like the that yeah. is not only his friends see yeah. <laughs> he loves his little his little real place
0: yeah so yeah maybe just seeing more of the middle portion i think yes. is what we're
1: missing we see because yeah i think it, it's the oil spill Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the house, always oh, when he does when he calls Leslie pretty and then Rock punches him.
0: Yeah.
1: Coming oil. And then I'm pretty sure then it's the time jump. Yeah. With Jet anyway. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? That's too yeah. much of a gap. Because yeah, if you think about it, that's got how old is Jordy meant to be when it goes to Dennis? I'm guessing it must be like 20 years.
0: Yeah, probably like 20, because he's years. about to go to college. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a long time to know. And it I'm saying they don't show us it, but then I guess they go, they're time jumping anyway. So maybe that's a bit redundant. Um, But yeah, it's very odd that they just kind of miss miss that bit in the middle. We didn't, I know he jet got his fortune from the oil. Mm -hmm. Now he's a businessman all of a sudden. He's in the big city, he's wearing suits. It's just a bit odd. It's just odd. And
0: like, how did he get, because the jet we knew wasn't a good, like, he wasn't good at communicating or presenting himself. And how did he suddenly like build this empire?
1: Yeah,
0: that's you know? such
1: a good point. <laughs> it's so true. James, <laughs> we know love don't do that. No, don't do that.
0: So I think I just viewed him as two different entities. Yeah, and I felt like James is good in both, but I don't know. Would you recommend it? No.
1: Yeah, love that.
0: It's too long. <laughs> if it was shorter, yeah.
1: Yes. yeah. We need like a, a jet supercar. Yeah. Jet and Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> and happy in his book moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to talk about the Oscar noms for it?
0: Oh. I'm very surprised he was nominated for a leading actor for this. Was I, it
1: leading? Yeah. White rock for that. I had it in my head that it was supported. I was thinking, yeah, That's mad.
0: Yeah. Cause he is a supporting <sighs> actor if there ever was one. So <laughs>
1: God, that's insane. Oh, I bet Rock was a fuming. <laughs>
2: Probably. I'm trying to
1: drum up old, old beef. 70-year-old
0: yeah. <laughs> beef.
1: I didn't see the oven three.
0: Yeah, I've just seen enjoying...
1: Giant. That, that's fair. We don't have to go with detail, okay. but it's quite a stacked list. Yeah. Like Kirk Douglas, Sir Lawrence Olivier, and Yuri Brenner won it, winning it. That's a good, that, that's a... Also, I know we don't like Kirk Douglas, but <laughs> yeah. that's like a... That was like a, like a good crop of actors of the 50s. And then Rock and James, of course. But... Yeah.
0: I, I think Rock definitely... should have won just because he made me despise him.
1: <laughs> exactly. i have never hated a Rock character as much as this. <laughs> I don't think that was possible. Yeah. But yeah, nothing. It looks like they were a lot of, I don't know about Lost for Life, but they mm-hmm. look like period dramas, right?
0: Yeah. I think Lost for Life was also i think that may have been like about van gogh i'm not sure uh, obviously i don't know because i don't watch her time
1: <laughs> as you should as you should
0: oh yeah it is it's about vincent is it about yeah
1: oh my god
0: so yeah they're all like what? older set films you know
1: yeah very interesting
0: but yeah i don't can't say anything about that. I feel yeah. like I've seen The King and I like a really long time ago, but I don't remember
1: it. No, don't know. <laughs> James Dean should have won, but that's just because I love him. <laughs> and Frog could have probably won that, but maybe James split the vote.
0: Yeah, that could be. Thanks a lot. James. No, I'm just kidding. But Elizabeth was not nominated, which no, I think...
1: No, yes, that is disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's... Come on.
1: So, from one of our followers' questions... Silver Screen Critiques asks, why was James Dean different from other male leads of the time? And also, thank you so much for sending in a question. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so why was it different? I've got something in my head. Yeah. I think it was because of the emotion he showed and like the vulnerability he showed. This could be wrong, but like he was one of the first male Mel's like cry or something. It's all going to be trivia, right? <laughs> it's
0: he like... was pretty, pretty early.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, <laughs> not the first. Like, no, no, not like the, the very first. Yeah. yeah, and I think just from that moment on, I think people just knew that he was different than the rest. He was. It was the, act of the studio, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he, he was there was, for a bit.
1: Yeah. I just think when you look at like that, obviously all the legends came from there, but I just think he was just so different because. He allowed himself to be like he allowed himself to be emotional on camera. He really this is gonna be so like under under understatement because he was a meth actor, but like he really went into his roles and I think he really cared about his roles. And I think, yeah, just for me, it's the emotion emotionality he portrayed that you really just don't see from others. It's just so showboaty in other people. But then when you watch James, I just can't get over that crying scene. And I think that's what makes him stand out from the rest. It's just because it was just so real and so yeah. authentic, and like he wasn't afraid to show that side of himself. It's incredible. Love it.
0: Yeah, I think he also deserves
1: to be above the rest as well. I really do. Yeah. Anyway. It's like, Audrey, what do you think? Why do you think he stands out from others?
0: I think he was like since he was so young, like that made a difference because yeah. And we mentioned this with Natalie, like she was definitely a different vibe, but like we are actors who weren't like children, but then they also weren't quite adults. There wasn't really a spot for that yet. And he yeah. started that trend a little bit along with like Natalie and people like that. But I think it was just like, just how much he put into the performances too. That was a big deal. Not even just on the crying side of things, which I think also was new, but just so much personality because not everybody was doing that, I guess I could say. I know a lot of people compared him to they said he was just like aping Marlon Brando. And having seen a lot of younger Brando films, I can see it. No, I'm I'm not. not I'm not a Brando fan. I'm not saying that, but I just think. James was just that kind of person where he liked to mimic people and he really loved he idolized Brando to an unhealthy extent and I think he was just trying to take what he liked about Brando and spin it into his own thing and I don't know if he was like quite there yet as for himself like that makes sense he was still trying to work out all the kinks I don't I don't know if you have anything to add but
1: I've not really seen a lot of Brando films, okay. but I, I think it's like a it's a it's like a classic comparison. They were I like the idea that like the, I love that James obviously maybe not, but I, I like that James Dean idolised him. I think that's quite sweet, he looked up to someone. But I also do think that like, as James' life went on, in as his career went on, would he have latched on to maybe another act other actors? Or also um became his own actor as well. Yeah. Because obviously this is very early on. I'm the age that James was when he died. I would, If I was in his position, I would probably latch on to an older actor. And I think that's obviously, that must be where like the comparisons come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just, it was the same time, actor, studio, methods. It was just, I'm looking at it more like someone who's not seen any of his films. But <laughs> I think it's just a bit of a, like an easy comparison to make. Yeah. But. I'm so fascinated by it and I have more reverence for it now that you agree with that. Like you (laughs) you, you get the comparison. So like to me, shows that it's actually a good comparison.
0: Yeah, like I understand it from that sense and sort of learning more about Jimmy. I don't know if it like translates super well, maybe now like for people that didn't grow up, like not having seen that kind of acting. Cause I think like more people have taken from that now and like expanded on it.
1: Oh, for sure. He's definitely like uh, raised a generation of us. Yeah, but yeah, I just think he
0: like people liked him a lot. They could connect with him, and also him dying cemented that whole feeling of what could have happened. And yeah. we only have these few things to watch over and over again, and that breeded that whole cult status for him. Yes. I think so. His legacy is an interesting thing to study because. Of just how young he was when he died and yeah. what grew out of that. Yeah.
1: He was in free films. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And he's
0: probably one of the most widely recognized people of all time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With one of those recognizable names. It's, it's insane. Yeah. He was in free films.
0: Maybe we could talk about next, would be like what we'd want to have seen him in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because one of our questions, was was that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the question yeah danny asked that that's from danny yeah
1: if he lived what kind of movies would you have wanted him to make in the 70s 80s 90s but i have also extended this a little bit <laughs> <to Yeah>. outside <laughs> of the 70s to the 90s but i do have a one film because actually I what, i've got four two wow have not been made
0: oh <laughs> okay i know they know. right, there,
1: right, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well what I'm on that was from the 70s and actually you mentioned earlier is Days of Heaven I, f- oh. I would have really liked him when I was watching Giant this film I was thinking yeah House on its own the easy option would be to make him Richard Gere's character but well, I think make him Sam <laughs> Yeah, it would be a different role entirely he's yeah. like the alpha male he's a little oh, I hate to say he Sam shepherd's a bit of a wet lettuce in this. He's a bit of a... Beta He's like
0: lady. dying. His <laughs> wife is cheating on him.
1: <laughs> Richard Gere is so hot. So that's why I'm just a bit like... But I'm so Sam shepherd <laughs> In a different way. But I just think James D would have been quite good in that role. Because it's quite quiet. It's quite subdued. And I just yeah. think it would have been a little bit different from him. And it would... I don't know. Just, just a different role, to be honest. Kind of maybe similar. No one does not yeah. of any of his roles actually, so I got a thought, okay, put him in that. Yeah, we can. We know we can act well in a house on its own. True. what He's
0: crying uh, in his bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry,
0: different. I feel so bad for that character. Oh, I know, right? Yeah,
1: no, he, he didn't deserve anything to happen. No. Like <laughs> and then he died. Yeah, human. <laughs> <laughs> That's, un- That's a good. That's a good one, though. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but yes, it's your boy Sam Shepherd we're replacing, so don't worry. We love you, Sam Shepard
0: I think it would have been better than in the Richard Gear role.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's no, like I could also see it.
0: Kind yeah. of volatile. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Yeah,
1: Richard Gear not just a pretty face. He he's a bit scarred. Can't really remember too much. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was already focusing on his performance <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah uh, beautiful beautiful mind. but so is james dean so i can see it
0: true I, see it. I don't think you've seen this one but i would have liked to have seen him in purple noon like replace elaine delon Ooh,
1: okay we love elaine delon very <laughs> we'll go that far actually but... <laughs> I mean...
0: I tolerate. It's like the first version oh, of the talented Mystery. Yeah. Yes. I feel like you know, Alain Delon was like the French James Dean or something, and mm-hmm. in this film, he's he's super crazy, with like and he
1: is Matt Damon.
0: Yeah, in, in the remake. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Where he, oh, could, he's yeah. yeah he's he uses his looks and like his charm to get ahead, but inside he's actually like a psychotic killer kind of guy. <laughs> I, I think it would have been yeah. fun to see him play something like that. Really, I feel like we need that... to... Baby. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. He could tap into that, like, kind of, uses beauty for, for bad reasons. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. But also, we need to see him kill someone as well. <laughs> He's not killed anyone. <laughs> I have that no idea a lot. I'm also going to leave it on to mine with it another one when I watched Giant. Okay. So this one, technically, it has been made, but the original book came out in 1967 and it is the power of the dog oh yeah So obviously the one that came out the 2021 one is my favorite film of 2021 I love power of the dog but then I read the book and the book is amazing and so I thought maybe like when the book came out I'm surprised it took them so long and I think oh god it's awful I can't remember his name but I think as who Benedict Cumberbatch plays Oh, yeah. I don't remember, so on. I just remember the name. <laughs> no. um, just because it, he's gruff. He's really rude. But then um, he opens up. And, yeah, she lets himself. He lets his guard down. And, yeah, we needed to see James in a gay role. I needed that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Jim's,
0: Jim's kind of gay.
1: Jim is gay. Yeah. No, yeah. that is very true. Right? But he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Jim was. Yeah, Our boyfriends, isn't it? Yeah, Sal. I don't. Even Al as well. Sort bit of weird. <laughs> yeah, <like> weird, but <laughs> that's his dad.
0: <laughs> that's good. I think because that's like a villain, but he has a lot of layers. Yes, he reminds so well,
1: which James could pull off. easily. Yeah, and obviously he can be a cowboy. Yes, we've seen that in Giant. Oh, I love him in his yeah. cowboy gear. Yeah, <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> But what else have you
0: got? Okay, so I based this one off of, so James Dean had a very illustrious television career and I've seen yes, quite a few episodes. And there's this one, one of my favorites is called The Dark, Dark Hours in which he plays, this is so funny out of context. Uh, are they available online? Yeah, I, they're I would, on. Would, a lot of them are on oh, YouTube. Amazing. Yeah, you
1: should okay. watch them. Yeah, I was really silly, and I saw
0: that he had a TV career. Just yeah, but that's okay. We didn't talk about them anyway. This one, he plays like this guy who basically (laughs) he's trying to get his friend help because his friend got shot. But they're both like these weird hippie criminal kind of guys, and they go to Ronald Reagan's house, and he is like the doctor, and he's basically like threatening Ronald Reagan to like hear his friend, and then things like go south.
1: What on earth,
0: James Incredible threatening Ronald Reagan with a gun is yeah, you can't get any better
1: than (laughs) that. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: (laughs) So that's one of my favorites because James is just like insane. So much is happening, and I would have loved to have seen him in Compulsion, which is this 1959 film starring Dean Stockwell and um, Bradford Dillman. And uh, I think he could have. Well, I love Dean Stockwell. So maybe he should have played Bradford Dillman. <laughs> but, but they're like, it's based on the true story of Leopold and Loeb. I don't know if you heard of them. But it's like a big, like true crime kind of case. And they're both like these really just sick and awful superior kind of guys who Kill this kid, and then they like try to get away with it. But they're just like their egos are so big that they they reveal themselves in the oh, end Lord. because That's of like right. how full of themselves they are. Right. And it's very gay. Nice. And to that. Yeah. So I think I would have loved to have seen James Dean play like a psychopath, and ah. um, I think that would have been fun.
1: Yeah, your pigs of dark. I like. <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> But it's funny because it.
0: in a lot of his TV shows, he played criminals or just dark guys. And I think it's a shame that he didn't get to make a movie with some oh, of that. those plots.
1: That's so mad that he had a TV career. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial. But oh God, yes, I think I like his TV better than his films.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. I love that.
0: Incredible. Yeah. I just think his acting style kind of fits TV better than movies. Yeah. Like the smaller I mean, scale kind of works better, I think. Yes. I think it's good he has TV out there because there's a lot more different roles you can see him play and co-stars and things like that.
1: Amazing. I love that. I love I love these psychopics. I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I have one more, so
1: Perfect. <laughs> Oh god, I've got sorry, I've also I thought of one as we as we were recording yeah. as well. The, the one that's not been made. Controversial. Holden and Catherine Rye.
0: Ooh, okay. I, I haven't seen the movie. See it.
1: It's not been made. No oh, book. it hasn't? No, no, surprised. no. Yeah, I think it's they say it's like the most like unadaptable book. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no I googled also just to double check, but yeah, there's no I thought he'd be a great Holden especially as he was young as well yeah when James was young I say that he was young but I just feel like that book was such a product not product of his time but it was monumental and stuff Mm -hmm. and then it's like how rebel was like how it just got a generation and so I just feel like he would have been a great holder yeah (laughs) I also didn't finish it I I literally (laughs) read like half of it years ago but yeah I was thinking like I could do that yeah If, if Salinger wanted it he could do it I don't know
0: much about that book, really. Actually, I've always like heard of it, but I don't.
1: Is I weird it's weird. Right. Like it's a bit dark. So okay. it's a stream of consciousness, and then it, it reveals stuff about his past and like how he's been abused, and it's quite sad, really. But oh, yeah. he also does dodgy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, you know, people hate it mm-hmm. modern day, but it was alright. Okay, fine. <laughs> it was fine.
0: Not a glowing review, but maybe the movie.
1: Maybe the movie with James Dean. Perfect. That's funny. Do you want to say your last one?
0: Sure. Okay, so this is actually one that fits the criteria the question is. Oh my God, yes. But the reason I was having such a hard time is because he's not someone I can picture being like an adult, being a mature actor. Yeah. It's hard to judge but we're placing Hari Kaitel in this movie called fingers <laughs> it is a real film it's yeah it's this is just so weird what? he's basically like this concert pianist who, who named like jimmy fingers I, why is, i don't know why his last name is... <laughs> and um he is just a really strange, disturbed person, like a Harvey Keitel character.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I got it.
0: <laughs> I think James would have fit well into those weird, like 70s anti hero character based yeah. things. Yeah. And just really dug into that gritty side of himself.
2: Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: He would have I don't know why it, all of that. mine were like people <laughs> with severe, like,
1: I love it. <laughs>
0: complexes but
1: know, right? they they had a theme and I love that yeah. you stuck for the themes because I like
0: soft boy Jimmy but yeah I don't yeah, know I couldn't edge. think of anything like that
1: yeah I was thinking about genre wise and I thought let's think about romance and I did come up with a film ooh okay doesn't fit the 70s, 80s and 90s <laughs> but I've got another one that does so it's fine my okay. fault Splendor, Splendor, oh yeah! Plays Warren Beatty, just so we could see him and that together. Yeah, that's the only sort of. I oh, know it's not. That's not the most romantic film. <laughs> I I just thought maybe that would be a good role for him because it's not explicitly romantic. Mm-hmm. So, it's basically like a rom-com. So, I feel like the darker moments he could portray. Yeah, and probably better than Warren Beatty.
0: Yeah, Warren's not that good in it.
1: <laughs> He's really not. He's <laughs> not like Natalie is carrying that film. Yeah. But that was my, like, romance pick. Yeah.
0: That's a really good one. Because I remember when I watched that, I was like, James Dean should play this. <laughs>
1: oh, incredible. Maybe yeah. i have that in my head, like. <laughs> Love that we thought that. Yeah. Um, and then what I thought, this is not romance, but what I thought when we were recording was actually, was, I'm listening the 70s. It's Apocalypse Now. That oh, was okay. my something insane. But I'm thinking more so with the timeline. I think, because I was thinking, could he replace Martin Sheen? I don't want to know. I don't want him to replace Marlon Brando. So I was thinking, I don't even know. I don't remember. This is probably a really famous guy, and I don't remember who plays him. But I want James Dean to play the army officer that tells Martin Sheen to go and find Colonel, to find like Marlon Brando.
0: Oh, yeah. The very beginning.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just thought of it because when we went about Marlon Brando and I thought that would be a nice little weak nod to be like, hey, you gotta go find Marlon Brando. We were best buddies yeah. in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something silly like that. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I came to meet you a lot easier. With good. And others. That's interesting. I like yours as well. I want to see him in his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jimmy fingers. Jimmy fingers. It's Jimmy fingers. <laughs>
0: I feel like it's easier, maybe in some ways, to cast him because it's like there's things we'd want to see him play. I feel yes. Like a lot of other people, we saw a lot of things that they did and we liked them. But yeah, yeah.
1: But this is more like from in a way from the heart. This is what I wanted him in.
0: Yeah, this has been an interesting journey. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts?
1: I have absolutely loved every second of it. I'm so happy that we did James. East of Eden is just like that film for me. Like, I just cannot get over how brilliant it was. I will go on about it. It's like a dying day. I just loved it so much. And it just it made me get James Dean. I actually understand the appeal. He's the greatest actor ever. <laughs> and I'm just happy I got to watch these films. He deserves all this praise he gets and all this cultural re- relevancy he has. I think he, he's earned him. Yeah. Love him. I'm so happy not to okay. watch this. But then I'm more <laughs> upset now because I'm like, I wish he wasn't dead. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Always a perk of the podcast. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, we, we like get us so many emotions. And then, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rip my heart out. like um, Yeah. But no, I've loved, I love doing this. He's only got three films. like So if you haven't seen his films and you want to get into it, it's really easy. Yeah, And then true. he's got shows to watch. So it's yeah. perfect. But yeah, Giant's a bit daunting, but yeah, James is fine.
0: Yeah. I think all three are good, though. He kind of... I think he does play, like, three very different and individual characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Would um, they be friends? Cal, Jim, and Jim? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jim would, love them for that. would... Maybe he and Cal would know each other, but I don't think Jim would put up with Cal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, 100%. He, yeah, the shyness would get to him. Like, the yeah, awkwardness. Yeah, no.
0: But Jed's just a man on his own.
1: Beautifully put up. <laughs> he <laughs> just he likes is. to
0: be alone. But yeah, James Dean's kind of an interesting person because I feel like there's not a lot we know about him for sure. Yes. Yeah. And it's just strange to have someone who's so iconic be so enigmatic in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's just an There's interesting. Lost no
1: his power. That's how interviews. Our boy.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was. It's was nice to revisit stuff and kind of see what I thought about it now. Definitely yeah. has changed a lot, which kind of was sad. But
1: <laughs> yeah, that's disappointing. Ed, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I still like him a lot. You can see though. exactly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this happy feeling won't last though because when we watch all the biopics we're gonna be hating all of them
0: yeah i'll be curious to see what they do but my hopes are not high but we'll, well see i'm
1: gonna yeah my hopes are very low
0: <laughs> yeah do you want to do your six degrees
1: yeah so this is my loved one okay there is one way yeah there is just yeah. one. <laughs> I had to do this one though. Okay. So, Francis Farmer to James Dean. Francis Farmer was in Son of Fury with Jean Tierney. Jean Tierney was in Leave It to Heaven with Chill Wells, and Chill Wells was in Giant with James Dean. I had to do Chill Wells. You had, had to. to. Had to <laughs> Obviously, yes. And we actually found this one when we were filming the Francis one. Yeah. <laughs> The main one is that Francis was in Albert. Was not in Albert. <laughs> she was in among the living with Albert. Can you tell? It's late and the, the meds have kicked in. <laughs> Francis Turner was in among the living with Albert Decker, and Albert Decker was in East of Eden with James Dean. Yeah. But, who was he in East was- Eden?
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that, but. <laughs> He was the the guy that helped him with the beans, like the guy who was in the shower.
1: Never guessed that.
0: The guy, oh that. my god! I forgot to mention that line that he said, where he was he was so he was showering and like James Dean was trying <laughs> to talk to him, and James was hovering around
1: Albert, and he said,
2: "Look, look don't don't get so near me. I don't want to get all hot again."
1: Oh, that's, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I need that emoji with the eyebrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. We see you.
0: We see you. We see you. (laughs) Plus, like, Albert Decker was also gay. So, like. Oh, I love him. Yeah.
1: Love him even more. Life. So that makes that
0: that that. seem even more interesting.
1: That is everything to me. Obsessed.
0: I would not have guessed he would have been the connection.
1: Exactly. I love the all of the Living as well. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite Francis film. Isabida was <gasps> my favorite James Dean. It's Albert Decker. No. Albert Decker. He is <laughs> the one true <to> link. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna cry yet because we still have one more episode and I might cry then, but
1: <laughs> no, I don't want to say goodbye. This always happens. Yeah. I don't want to say goodbye. Like I don't want to say goodbye to James. Yeah. I do I love him.
0: you don't have to.
1: You no. still can watch all the watch TV.
0: Out. Can watch East of Eden as many times as you. Know.
1: I might do it. With you. I'm gonna. I I'm buy the DVD.
0: Yeah, you should. So next week we are doing something we have never done before. For better or worse, we're going to be talking about five James Dean biopics, which include the 1976, just titled James Dean. James Dean. Race of Destiny from 1997. The 2001 James Dean starring James Franco. Oh, that's going to be tough. That should be interesting. (laughs) And then Joshua Tree, 1951, A Portrait of James Dean. And finally, the 2015 film Life. Five completely different films all about one person so this should be fun
1: (laughs) bring it on honestly I don't wait
0: (laughs) but thank you all for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode we will see you next week this episode was co-hosted and edited by me Audrey Cornell and co-hosted by Louise Coleman the music was written by Nia D'Amelio Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.